right, good evening and welcome to yet another episode of the Rocks and Roots podcast. Crank, we are getting to 50 episodes. Holy shit, how are you this evening? I am doing well. Uh, and I'm especially doing well because we have another guest this week. Woo-hoo. Welcome to uh, Pickle, who is an accomplished hiker, having hiked both the AT and the PCT. Uh, he is also the founder and operator of the Town Shirt Company. Hello, sir. Hey, how are we doing? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming no on. No problem. Thank you Absolutely. very much for being here. So, as always, we kind of like to start with the background so um, our audience can get to know you. So, how long have you been hiking? What got you into it? Tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. So, uh, I'm from Pennsylvania. I live uh, with, with my wife and our little son down in Maryland right now. Um, grew up in Pennsylvania, so I'm an Appalachian Trail uh, Hiker from a long time ago. Oh, that's uh, my, what we love to hear. Yeah, my dad got me into backpacking in like the Cold Springs Roush Gap area. Uh, whenever I was really young, we'd be out there with our external frame, like Peak One backpacks, and he'd be carrying everything, and I'd have like a snacks. Uh, but I started out really young, and and always, you know, dreamed of through hiking the AT. Uh, my dad talked about it a lot growing up, and we just spent a lot of time on the AT, and it was just. You know, it, it's just what I love. So uh, it was a, a bucket list like everybody else who's probably been on the podcast. It's a bucket list thing for me. Uh, in 2015, actually really 2014, I decided it was time. Um, and I, I almost went 2015, but I knew I didn't have enough money to make it make it happen. So I kind of kicked it back the road to 2016. I'm super glad I did. Uh, 2016, quit my job. Uh, became nice. uh, pleasantly homeless and uh, did the AT, uh, came home from that, um, knew I didn't want to go back into like the corporate world. So I started my own company. Uh, I have a consulting company and that allowed me the opportunity in 2018 to step away from a a pretty good, I was on a, I was like really getting places and I was like, well, time to go hiking. So uh, <laughs> I, I stepped away in 2018, uh, did the PCT, came home, and things have been uh, really, really good since then. So that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I guess, I don't know, is that a resume? I, I don't know. It's just things I've done. That's an excellent CV, definitely. Now, I have a quick question. We're going off script a little bit, but quick question um, just out of morbid curiosity because I, I always salute people who are able to drop everything and just get on the trail. Um, how long had you been saving, and what did your parents think? Um, I think I saved for like 16 months, and I actually picked up a part-time job. Two of my friends had a barbecue business that they were starting. They were doing catering and festivals and stuff. So I was pretty much working full-time through the week, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or some mixture thereof, um, and I really stopped spending money on junk on Amazon and beer. Um, and then sacrifices. Yeah. So whenever I told my parents, they were uh, super supportive. Um, it was kind of funny because my dad, who is a, you know, that's like his, on his bucket list. And that's how it got up to be on mine. Um, he, I had just bought a puppy in 2015 and he's like, I, I wish you would just go for like a 10 day hike. And see what it's like. And I was like, 
nah, I'm just going to go. <laughs> and uh, I, it worked out. They were very supportive. I'll say that uh, my mom, I have three brothers. My mom lost more weight on the while I was hiking the AT than I did. Um, so bless her heart. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Super supportive, though. My dad came out and hiked three nights with us, which was absolutely awesome. Like, Was that up in Pennsylvania? It was. It was. uh, We pretty much drank a beer a day in PA. Um, It was. It was. Pennsylvania is a very good experience for us. Uh, We we slack packed a lot. Yeah, it's your backyard, of course. Yeah, yeah. We did not work hard in Pennsylvania. That's so good to hear because there are my favorite section of the trail is in Pennsylvania, and I know like mid to northern Pennsylvania kind of sucks. Um, I get that, but Pennsylvania gets such a bad rap, and it really does not deserve it because um, the southern third up to about the middle is just absolutely gorgeous. It is. It is. Caledonia is such a fantastic area. One of my favorite areas. Like I said, Roush Gap, Yellow Springs, love that area. Uh, till you hit like 501 Shelter, it's awesome. It's, you know, yes. coming out of Bowling Springs, it's super flat. Yes. It's awesome. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's, it's not, so, hey, you, people can hate on Pennsylvania all they want, but Pennsylvania rocks. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Pennsylvania, I see what you did there. Very nice. <laughs> and then we're totally going off script, but this is awesome so far. Um, you said you did the PCT in 2018? Yeah, I did. Yeah, northbound. Both northbound. Okay. Um, how long did each of those trails take you? Did you do like the standard four to six months or? So um, the AT, it took me 151 days and uh, it, it took me a while to like kind of get my bearings, get my, you know, get my trail legs uh, and just figure out this whole eat, sleep, hike, town, shower moderately frequently. Um, so the AT was 151 days and the PCT was actually 136. And in the middle of the PCT, I took a a week off. Uh, my fiance at the time flew out and we hung out in Reno and, uh, had a good time and then got back on trail. So the, the PCT, I did 136 days. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. It's doable. (laughs) So about how many miles a day on average? Uh, I don't know if I ever even figured out the mileage, uh, per day. Uh, I'll say that I started in the desert and I wasn't doing anything under 20s, uh, which was kind of a weird thing because, you know, like we'll, we'll talk a little bit about like, you know, on the PCT, I, I was ready to get off. And that was that was the problem was I was going past everybody um, and I wasn't making any friends and I wasn't part of the community. I was just pickle out there hiking by himself and just passing everybody. Um, so like the I think 500 miles on the AT was like 15 days longer or like. 20 days longer because we were just like partying and, and doing that thing. So uh, right. the speed that I was, I started the PCT like was actually like a bad thing. So okay. this, the yeah. speed was cool that I was crushing miles, but I wasn't building relationships and being connected to the community, which was why I loved it so much. So yeah, I'm curious. We'll, um, did you uh, train for the PCT at all? No, no. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Love everything. Go. That's fantastic. So, like, I did, I guess I did. I guess that was a lie. I did, like, a 10-day hike, and it was just in Pennsylvania. And it was honestly, I was switching out my tent. I was switching out my sleep system, and I was trying to get my pack lighter. And I just, like, went out for a hike on the Mid-State Trail in Pennsylvania, which I I finished up later on. But, like, 
it wasn't enough time to like get in shape. It wasn't enough time to like get my trail legs. It was just like a 10 day hike to test my gear out. And it was very cold. Cause it's, it was like early April in Pennsylvania. Been there. Not that warm. Oh, we we were experiencing snow in May in Pennsylvania, right by Boiling Springs. So (laughs) it gets fickle, the weather sometimes there. Yeah. Yeah, we found ourselves in a situation where a two-day planning to stay in shelter hike turned into one night in the shelter, freezing our asses off, calling a shuttle and a hostel, we'll pay anything, get us out of here type of hike. Um, Yeah, it it gets cold in PA in April, May. Yeah. It's if you're not having fun, don't be there. Like change something. It could be your location. Like I'm going to town. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. I forget. Do you remember the name of that hostel tumbles? I do not, but I remember we had a choice between the chicken coop or the, uh, motor home. And we chose the, the motor, motor home. home. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like, just changing (laughs) that location turned that hike around because otherwise it would have been shuttle back to the car, go home. Um, So you're absolutely right. And that's one of the fantastic things about the AT is that you can do that. It's it's a very friendly trail that way. Absolutely. Plenty of options on the AT. There's all it's all one trail, like go up the AT, but like, okay, we're going to go to town again. Yeah. yeah. Did you find that distracting at all? Uh, or did you enjoy the town life? So one of the guys that I, I hiked probably a thousand miles with, good friend of mine named Bullseye, who I still talk to, like my group, I still talk to everybody every day. Um, he was like notorious for going to town. And it was like, hey, I got a room for tonight. Let's get one for tomorrow night. But I've already paid for tonight. Let's go. And it's like, I, I don't know. All right, cool. I don't want to sleep in the rain or, you know, it. It was pretty nice. It was it was a very posh hike, I would say. That's awesome. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I hike your own hike. I mean, as we say every week these days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can make the AT as much as possible because there's a crossing every couple of miles. And yeah. it, sometimes it's unavoidable. You're in the woods, but you're hearing airplanes. You can make the AT as close to wilderness as possible, or you can glamp every night, depending on your money and what you're into. So that's one of the great things about that trail. Yeah, the the community and the access to the trail and resources is just fantastic. Uh, it's it's much different on the PCT. Yeah, I was going to say sometimes the AT from people who are quote unquote hardcore gets a bad rap. It's like the trail with training wheels, but I absolutely love it. Yeah, I mean, I think three times on the AT, I got trail magic three times in one day. Wow! So like. It's great. Like, cool. Awesome. Thank you. Unnecessary, but I'm going to take that cold soda. Thank you. Darn right. (laughs) I mean, it must have been culture shock then going on the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, It was just a different culture. Mm -hmm. It, it, you know, the, uh, the trail angels and the trail magic were much, much different. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, I was fortunate enough to hike in 2018 whenever uh, hiker heaven was still operating and, uh, Joe and Terry Anderson at Casa Luna were still operating. So, you know, here you have people who are 20-year trail angels who've invited thousands of, of people uh, to their homes. That didn't happen on the AT. I didn't go to somebody's house with other hikers, maybe 20 hikers at a time, you know. 
it was uh the trail magic was much different but you know whenever you rely on a, a water cache like everybody says not to worry or not to rely on a water cache in the pc but everybody does it like it's your fault if you run out of water but like you know everybody still does it and that's right. you know that really is magic having a thousand gallons of water dropped off in the desert in an, a year you know i think that's the that's the um the promise they have to make is there to supply a thousand gallons of water it's like man thanks you're awesome. Wow. Don't know who you are, but if you got Venmo, you're getting some money. Exactly. I know um, IB Tat had to deal with that on the CDT where it was during COVID. It, <laughs> he just hiked it in 21. Mm-hmm. So it was, I believe it was a motel and their proprietors who supplied the water for like 100 miles. And without them, they'd yeah. be SOL. Yep. So you said when we were doing our uh, preliminary back and forth, um, that your PCT and your AT hike were very different. Your AT hike, you had motivation the whole way through. Um, you didn't want to get off. And your PCT hike was very different. So what gave you the determination on the AT and why was the PCT different? Um, so like the, we'll start with the PCT. So like the PCT, um, uh, my fiance was at home. Why I did the AT, we were not together. And that was kind of part of the reason that AT probably happened a little bit, um, if you dig into it. Uh, so the PCT, I knew that I could do it. I showed up. I'm doing 20s. Uh, I'm, my gear's dialed in. I, I have enough money. I have all the things I need to do it, but I have to go through the process of actually doing it. And it, like was messing with my head because I had all this like, okay, well, there's all the stuff I could be doing at home with my fiance and like building my business that I just walked away from. Like I spent a year and a half or whatever it was building my business. And I just walked away from it so that I could walk to Canada. Like you've already done it. They know that you can do it. And that kind of made it hard. And then not having that connection with the connection with the community. It was like, I'm out here by myself. I'm hiking alone. And I'm not having fun because all I'm doing is, is walking and not talking and not meeting people. So it was just like a compounding thing. And by the time I got to Big Bear Lake, which I don't know, somewhere around mile 200 or 300 somewhere, I don't know, early in the desert, I was like, I'm going home. This is stupid. Like, what am I doing here? And then I took a zero day and I like put myself in check and I hung out at uh, Big Bear Hostel. And I was like, oh, wait, that's right. There's all these awesome people out here. Let's make friends. so um the at like i said like i i had a a girlfriend at the time who is not my wife uh it should have been uh we were talking a little bit a little bit uh scandalous there um but you know i had a lot of like things going on uh i wasn't happy in my career uh i wasn't happy my relationship i wasn't happy with who i had become and i just like knew that i needed to do something big to you know to to like make this change in who i am so that like the at i was just having so much fun um granted there was bad times there it's rains that's the at mm-hmm. you get wet but you know the community and the the relationships i built helped me to like just keep going um and not want to stop not just keep going but like not want to stop um the at was just a a, a great first through hike fantastic Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um, you said you didn't want to climb even on the Southern Terminus Monument. Oh, man. So, like, I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> We're all weird. Like, everyone so that here's, does this is weird. Here's the thing. 
and like a lot of people do it and I don't care what anybody does. But like to me, starting the this journey and this project or this process is awesome. But like to me, getting to the Southern Terminus was not an accomplishment. And like okay. I felt like I wouldn't feel right standing on top of a monument of a trail that I haven't conquered or that hasn't conquered me. So like whenever I got there, I was like, I don't care what anybody does. You do you. But like, I'm going to do me. And like, I have to earn that podium to me. That's a podium. Like it's, it's a contest against myself. So like to me to climb up on top of it, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. But like, that's just who I am. Like if this is the accomplishment, how can I start out with a already winning? Like, I didn't even go to the bathroom in the in the desert yet. Like, come on, I didn't I didn't even see a rattlesnake. So that was just kind of like where I, I was at with it. I was just like, I got to earn it. I didn't earn it yet. And other people, you know, I'd already through hiked once. So like, other people just quitting their job, yeah, or like selling their house. Like, damn, that's an accomplishment. Like, rock on, good for you. But like, it just wasn't it wasn't for me. I really like that, and um. Not having done a full through hike, I can't say I totally get it, but I I think that I kind of understand where you're coming from because, like you said, there are people that quit their jobs and sell their houses and save for years. So just getting to the starting line is a huge accomplishment. So you can yeah. celebrate that by climbing on that monument. If for you it was like, I've already done this, I'm just going to go out and do this, and you don't feel that you accomplish anything getting there. I totally get like, eh, I'm just going to start walking. Yeah. There was in 2016, there was a hiker and his trail name was Friar Tuck. And his, his, his real name was James. And I, I can't remember his last name, but Friar Tuck was a very large man. Um, uh, uh, grossly, uh, grossly overweight. I mean, he should have been called little John. Uh, yeah, <laughs> touche. Uh, uh, he, <laughs> I think it was because well he was like, tumbles. yeah. I think that he was uh, like something in the seminary or something. So he had that like higher power. Um, but he made it. It took him six months, and he walked from Springer Mountain to uh, Harper's Ferry. And I was absolutely more proud of him for mm-hmm. doing that and yep. losing a hundred pounds. I was more proud of him for doing that than I was like myself or like most other able-bodied people. Like that dude was doing like three miles a day. Yeah. And you know what? He's a badass. So much respect for that guy. So much respect. I mean, we have respect for just anybody getting out on trail these days. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Even, even the day hiker that doesn't know what the hell he's doing here. She's doing. I'm glad you're out there. It's better than being inside. I think that Odie from Hiker Yearbook says it best, like day hiker, weekend hiker, section hiker, through hiker. We all have the same last name because we're family. And like that's you got to look at it that way. It's just how it is. Hiker, your family. I love it. I like that. I love it. (laughs) So, yeah, tell us a little bit because we are AT people. Um, so we kind of want to use this as an opportunity to learn more about um, the PCT. Mm -hmm. So permitting, what is that process like? Um, how did you do it from the East Coast? Um, now and, and now it's more uh, competitive than it even was yeah. when you went out there. Yeah. So like the, the permitting process is 
such a nightmare. And like, I understand it. I get it. Like they have to have some method to like slow down the swarm. So 500 hikers don't show up at Mount Laguna 20 miles in or 40 miles in on March 2nd. And the town has no resources for 95% of them. So I think the permitting system is a, a the way that it has to be. Like it or not, it's just how it has to be. Um, everything is pretty much done online. Uh, everybody has like multiple apps or multiple screens and they're like trying to get in on the lottery. Um, I think that they do like, they do a set number in, in January and like in October, I think it's October. They do a set number, um, of permits for the day. Um, I don't know if it would work, but like, I think that's only like people are only vying for the terminus, uh, start. And like, if you start at 20 miles North and you walk South, I don't think anybody's looking for that permit. If that's a way to hack it, I don't know, but that was my plan. So I was like, well, I'll just like walk 40 extra miles and not worry about it. Um, the permit processing is process is difficult. Um, I know people are starting early in like February, March. That's not for me. I started the end of February or end of April, April, like 25th. Um, there's plenty of time, but the, the permit process is very stressful. Yeah. Like we've said, we're all from the East coast here. So the idea of permitting is, is rather stressful to think about. Uh, went to the west coast a couple of years ago 2020 i'm <laughs> in 2020 and 20, yeah two years ago now i know oh gosh i know i know, I know. <laughs> moving on <laughs> so i went in 2020 and i was looking um john muir trail and then i was because i was going to be up in washington for a little bit i was looking at the enchantments not a permit in sight i'm like what what are the chances that i'll be stopped I, I, I kind of don't want to take that chance. <laughs> I think in my hike, I was only asked for a permit like twice. One was in Yosemite, which is like super common. Everybody gets asked there. I think there was another like two rangers or something that were like 400 miles north of the border. And they're like, you have your permit? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> like, okay. All right, cool. <laughs> um yeah, it's, it, it can be stressful, especially if you're trying to hike with somebody else, you know. Um, but there's nothing that says that uh, you can't go and start on a different day and sit there in town for an extra day or something. So hmm. it's the trail, man, it, you can you're going to meet so many people out there. Uh, everybody stresses out about something, but like it doesn't matter in the end. And just go hike, like just get a date and go do it. If you have to flip flop or do whatever, do that. Oh, all right, folks. If you were worried about your PCT or CDT hike, don't sweat it, says Pickle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, did you end up climbing Whitney? So, Whitney, I did. Oh, well um, done. I had on my crabby pants. Uh, I was uh, a, a good friend of mine who actually uh, officiated my wedding, um, who I met on the AT came out to see me and we were meeting at Kennedy Meadows North on June 1st. So like June 2nd, we got into the Sierras. Uh, he was going to come out and hike for a week and it was like nonstop, get your feet wet. And I was just like tired of getting my feet wet. And we woke up in the morning and the night before these, 
everybody's like, we're getting up at midnight. We're going to march up the mountain. And I was like, I'm not doing that. So like, don't wake me up. And they're like, you got to do it. And I was like, I see a lot of sunrises and I'm not going to climb up there an unknown time frame, freeze my butt off for a sunrise. Like not important to me. So whenever we got up in the morning, uh, I told wheels that if I cannot get across that Creek without getting my shoes wet, I'm not going. And he was like, dude, I'm on vacation. Like I came out here to see you. And I was like, I'm not doing it. If I, if I, if my feet get wet, I'm not going. <laughs> and it was just like, I had this, it, it was messing with my head. So we successfully got across the Creek by walking on a log and uh, we made it up and it was awesome. It was cold. I got a, uh, I see, I actually got trail magic at the top. Uh, there was a dude who carried up a, a Sierra Nevada pale ale and was like, does anybody want this? I was like, you bet your butt I do. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I had a nice, uh, Sierra Nevada pale ale up on top of Whitney, uh, not for sunrise. Um, <laughs> now I I'm familiar with the switchbacks, the 99 mm-hmm. switchbacks. Is that what you did or you did part one day or part the other? How did you get up there? So like, uh, to get up Whitney, um, I think that's like the portal. I don't know. A lot yeah, about that's it. the portal. Um, I, I okay, wasn't so, sure if the PCT went yeah, through that or not. So, the, so the portal is the opposite side, and that's where like the 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 day hikers come up. Right. Uh, the PCT is on the opposite side, I guess. And you, there's like a separate trail. I can't remember what the name of it is, but there's mm-hmm. a trail that you take up, and it like catches up to uh, the trail, and then they meet at the top. Oh, so, right. Okay. Uh, it was actually a. It was. Uh, very thin on the oxygen, but it was actually like a pretty decent easy hike. The portal is supposed to be terrible. I think that the day before we went up, somebody fell and like one person hit another person and somebody broke their hip or something. I don't know. It's a oh, problem. Be careful on the switchbacks, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well done getting to the top of Whitney. Did you see your sunrise on the top? No, no, we didn't get up till like eight o'clock. In the oh, morning. okay. So you, <laughs> no, you saw your midday sun then. Well yeah, it was done. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, and and then where does the PCT then catch up? So you actually go right back down. Okay. So like with your, your PCT okay. permit will like let you get up to the top of Whitney and then back down, but you can't like use your permit to go up to Whitney and then out to town. Like oh, out I the, see. the portal. Okay. So like you go up and back. Um and then we, I think that we like spent the night there first at camp, went up Whitney, came back down the same day and then went like five more miles and then camped out right there. So like we had a, Whitney was like our whole day almost. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I think that I actually FaceTimed my brother from the top. Aww. He was in a, a meeting. He, he works for a brewery. He was like in a meeting and I started FaceTiming him. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, I'm on top of Whitney. <laughs> Love it. So you said um, oxygen is thin up there. Did that impact? How much did that impact you? It was just like you noticed that recovery was harder. It wasn't like people passing out. But like the one guy actually got altitude sickness at the top. That's how I got the free the free beer. But like you could noticeably tell, you know, as a, a person who had hiked, I don't know what mile it is. Say it's 700. I don't know. Um, 400. It doesn't matter. I was in good shape. And I could notice that it was like difficult to recover and like catch my breath. And it's like man, I'm in shape. My buddy's a runner. I was like, man, I'm getting tired. He's like, yeah, me too. This kind of sucks, but let's keep going. Yeah. Especially even if you're in shape, you're used to the East coast. Like our mountains out here are little. They're old. Um, They're very old. Yeah. Yeah. So that elevation change, definitely a shock to the system. All right. 
You're up, Tumbles. What did we want to know next? Oh, how are the Sierras? People are not wrong. Awesome. Fantastic. Um, the bugs are pretty bad. Are they really for that altitude? Yeah, it was kind of like, there was time. I was sleeping in a, a, a tarp. It was by Mount Laurel Designs. It was a, called the Cricket Tarp. And I had a bivy at the time. And it was just like, I think the one night I stopped early. And I should have got it higher in elevation. But I was like, needed something. And uh, the mosquitoes were unbearable. It was terrible. I just slept. I just like laid in my bivy for like 12 hours. I should have just started hiking. Yeah. Um, but like the scenery was fantastic. Uh, I was doing some fi- fishing while I was there. Um, it was, it was awesome. Uh, was it a heavy the, snowfall that year? N- uh, by the time we got there, it was fine. Oh, we, we walked on snow, but it wasn't nothing treacherous. And and it was nice because the, the water wasn't like super high, mm-hmm. uh, but there was still plenty of snow, um, to get through. But the people that were like a month ahead of us, they were having problems. And that was like, yeah. well, you're, you're there at the yeah. end of April or May. Like it's cold. <laughs> what do you expect? That- that is starting to happen on the AT yeah. as well. Yeah. As these trails get more and more crowded, people are leaving earlier and earlier. Tumbles and I were just going texting back and forth yesterday. The The bubble is now January, January. It's It's ridiculous. And you end up with situations like we were following a guy on YouTube last year. We still <laughs> joke about this. He started January 1st on the AT, made it... Um, to i think he made it to virginia i'm not exactly sure where he was he was in the smokies he was okay that makes sense yeah he was in the smokies ended his hike because he got to a park um snowstorm got trapped and his vlog became it's day three in base camp bathroom i can't leave so it's it's becoming a problem with these people leaving earlier and earlier yeah one thing that i noticed on the pct like now that i'm thinking about it was we were in i don't know we were not very far we were not halfway through the desert i guess the desert is like 700 miles so whitney's like not 400 Mm -hmm. (laughs) um like we're like 400 miles in and we're still weeks away from hitting kennedy meadows south and getting into the sierras and it was funny because like a lot of at the time, novice hikers who were like, ah, oh, this is my first through hike and there's snow in the Sierras. And I was like, that's a month away from us. Like, worry about the next town. Right. I don't want to yeah. hear about the People are like, we're going to go to Vegas for like a week. And I was like, you're going to run out of money. You're going to get like STDs. Like, just, <laughs> just keep walking. And it was funny because like the, the trail, there was a, a really predominant vlogger that was in the Sierras ahead of me like a month. And it's like, he was posting like, yeah, but that's real time. And that's, that's not what us, that doesn't affect you at all, except for apparently it's a brain worm that you now have that you're in the desert and you're worried about the snow and the Sierras. So like people get wrapped up in what's ahead and they forget about what's right in front of them. Like, let's get to the next town and then we can regroup. Focus on the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on <laughs> this isn't rocket next. science. Yeah. That's good advice off trail as well. Um, <laughs> I mean, talking about snow, so you didn't get too much. You didn't have too much up in the Sierras. And I guess your hike was short enough where you didn't have to deal with the Cascades up in Washington. Um, so whenever we got to uh, the Washington-Oregon border, mm-hmm. what Cascade Locks, um, 
whenever we got there, I bought my ticket home because I wanted to be home early September. So, excuse me. So I said, I'm going to do Washington State this quickly. And it was like plenty of time. Perfect timing because we got there September 7th, which is uh, the day after my wife's birthday. I was like, I cannot finish a long trail on my wife's birthday. I'm ruining that for her. So uh, <laughs> so I, I I was fortunate enough that I, I had to be home or chose to be home before all of the snow happened. But I'll say it was cold and rainy in Washington. Um, we had a night where we were on trail for one night coming out of White's Pass. Um, also, if you're into White's Pass, and you see the Whites Pass bench, you're welcome. We did that. Um, there was a little like bench that we made out of logs and stuff that were available uh, just north of Whites Pass, like three miles. I'm trying uh, to anyway. think where I was because I did like three <laughs> miles of the PCT up there. I think I was near Snoqualmie. Yeah, I think it was like uh, what was it? There was anyway. There was another town that we like left town. It was it was Whites Pass. We left Whites Pass. It rained that night. One of my buddies was using a, a Z-Pax pocket tarp and had no insulation. He had a no sleeping pad. He was like the ultralight of ultralight. And I love the dude to death, but like poor choices were made. Um, so we ended up going back into town the next day to like let everybody dry out, uh, which I think that uh, we probably stood in a bathroom, made the decision for him before he got there. And then we're like, hey, we're going back to town. But like snow wasn't really a problem. It just got like really, really cold. Um, and Did it was, your buddy end up using that tarp through it for oh, yeah. the rest? Oh yeah. Did he use it the whole tra- track? No, he bought it at uh, PCT days, and he sent oh. his. He had a Z Pax duplex, I think, and he mm-hmm. sent it home. And then he bought like a Waymark pack that was like ultralight. He sent a stove home, like. Well, make your own hike, but that sounds <laughs> miserable to me. Uh, no, no, soaking, no sleeping set my like, base yeah. weight went up on both of my hikes like start low and high and it was like i got all the luxuries you like you one with them oh i got that yeah <laughs> yeah well, with you like tumbles always makes fun of me because even for a day hike my pack is like 30 pounds so yeah i'm with you bring everything i don't mind lugging it i consider it a workout i'm not yeah. sure how i would feel on a through hike but for section hikes bring everything be comfortable yeah, I just kind of got to the point where it's like, I'm strong enough, I'm fit enough, I can carry it, I can keep up, like, yep. I'm doing it. And, like, I, we, we carry, coming out of, in the Sierras, coming out of Sonora Pass, we made, uh, I bought uh, Marshmallow Sticks for, like, our, our little group, and uh, we did uh, shish kebabs on the campfire, and, uh, like, I think I carried my my marshmallow stick for like 500 miles <laughs> um, that's awesome yes. and we did marshmallows like non-stop it was it was good it's like hey look here's one for you and here's one for you and here's one for me and everybody wins what was your pack and what pack did you use what tent did you use so uh i didn't start out that way i started out with a uh, one the the at i used the z-packs arc blast that was kind of like their new thing that came out and i had a a big Agnes Copper Spur tent, mm-hmm. uh, which was fine. Uh, it, everything worked out well. Um, I had a, a quilt, which I switched out to a, a, a mummy bag for the PCT. Um, I got a, I had a, an Enlightened Equipment 20-degree quilt on the AT. I don't think that quilts are a good option for people who are cold. Uh, wow, cold you're person. like the only person that I've talked to who went the opposite way. Yeah, because I'm smart. <laughs> 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 They're like... 
they can say whatever they want, but like I know I want to stay warm, and a mummy bag keeps me warmer than a quilt, and the weight is negligible. So um, that's just a fact, and I'm sorry. Uh, but I got I spent a boatload of money on a oh, feathered friends, uh, like a hummingbird or something like that. It was like. 20 degree mummy bag. Love it. Still use it. A fantastic product. Um, I had, I started out with a, whatever that, uh, Palante pack. I had a Palante V2. Uh, I used that for like a couple hundred miles. Didn't like it. Uh, and I switched to a HMG, a, a Hyperlite Mountain Gear, the Southwest or whatever it was. Um, the 2400, not the bigger one, the smaller one. Uh, I like that a lot better. I use that the whole way to Canada. Uh, I had the Cricut Tarp and the, the Bivy. I switched the Bivy out to a, a bug net. And then by the time I was in the Sierras, I was like, I'm using my duplex. I can carry it. It's cushy. And I would like sit in my tent at night and like eat candy bars and <laughs> enjoy my spacious palace. I think the Gossamer gear, I have the two. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that it's slightly smaller. And we can get a lot in the two. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean a two-person tent is gigantic for one person, and it, the duplex uh, the duplex has two vestibules, two doors. It's you know you put your pack and everything and your shoes on one side, and then you know cook all your food on the other side if you're not just cooking inside your tent. So, uh, I mean it's just it's just gear. I I kind of nerd out on it, but like at the same time, like yeah, gear doesn't get you there. Like your feet, your back, your head—that's what gets you there. I like that. So that is a perfect segue. I was trying to figure out a way to work this in, and you guys gave me my opening. I love it. Good job, Crank. So since you have been hiking um, since you were a kid, um, sometimes, because I'm a little bit older than Tumbles, I've been hiking since I was 12 on and off. Sometimes I like to tell tales of back in the day with external frames and and, I was uh, shocked to tin- see my first external frame a few years ago, I gotta tell you. <laughs> um, tin mess kits, and um, yeah, so the gear evolution that you have seen, um, what has that been like? So uh, I'll say like whenever I told my parents that I was going to go hike the AT, one of the first things that my dad was like, hey, I have my Gregory backpack. <laughs> and oh, you can, no. He goes, you can use it. And it was like the nicest thing. Like that was awesome because he actually used it. It was brand, like he bought it brand new back in the day. Um, it was like when internal frames first came out. And okay. uh, his his backpack weighed more than my big three whenever yeah. whenever I started the AT. And I was like, ah, I'm going to kind of do this thing here and like get all this stuff. But like um, one thing that I've, I've seen is like obviously things are getting lighter. But I, I see a trend to where people who, especially, I saw this really bad on the AT. Everybody had ultralight packs. I'm sorry, everybody had ultralight backpacks, but they did not have an ultralight pack out. So they're using an ultralight pack and they're stuffing it to the brim and they're they're using it beyond. Why is my it's pack in, ripping? Yeah, it's they're using it beyond their intended use, and I think yeah. that. Um, there's so much information out there that people are get like overloaded. And like, if you would go to like a single source of information and like, yeah, that person's going to be biased, but like if they're open and honest about their bias, I think that that person who is experienced with a one-on-one conversation is going to be a better asset 
to you and more make you more successful than going and watching like 25 different YouTube videos because YouTube is great, but like YouTube doesn't really get you hiking. It's like you're not hiking because you're watching YouTube. Like you're yes. you're consuming content, not creating it. Not that I'm a big fan of social media, but like that's just the facts. So like get well, out hiking media- and figure it out. <laughs> It does have its positives. I mean, that's how we found you. But yeah, I agree with you. I'm with you. A hundred percent. We hate it, but we're on it. I'm with you a hundred percent on the pack. I have a heavy ass pack. It's an Osprey. It's freaking, um, I think it's 65 liters. The pack is heavier than like Tumble's entire kit. But I know that I'm going to throw a bunch of shit in there. So I need something sturdy. Perhaps if you go for something lighter, you'd be less apt to put a lot of shit in your pack. I like my shit. (laughs) Hey, you know what? It's it's funny because, like, I've done a couple, like, in-person, like, pack shakedowns with people. Like, hey, you know, it was like after I did the AT. You know, I'm always on the AT, or I was. And it was like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, can you, like, look at my stuff? Sure. And it's like, I'm going to tell you what I would do. Yep. And like, this is your choice. Like, I don't care if you take that stuff in there and more because I'm not carrying it. Mm-hmm. You are. But like, if you want my advice, I'll give it to you. But like, I don't care what you do with it. Like, I'm not the one that's going to get hurt or I'm not the one that's going to get cold. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, I can always hear Cranky about a mile away because not only do- is his pack heavy as shit, it makes a lot of noise too. It creaks. It's like our <laughs> echolocation. So if if I'm ahead, usually when we start out, I'm ahead for like the first day, the first day and a half. But then by the end, tumbles here gets like the light at the end of the tunnel, and there's energy that comes out of I don't know where, and I'm a half mile behind. So either way, whether I'm ahead or behind, my creaking pack keeps us <laughs> at least within earshot. Yeah, that way, like, oh, I don't, I haven't heard him in a while. Maybe he's hurt back there. Exactly, <laughs> yes. exactly. All right, so that was an awesome segue, side, whatever. We got off track, but I liked it. <laughs> I'm cool with it. So you were mentioning, and this is something that I deal with, um, you were mentioning your fiancé and then wife um, as you are through hiking was back home. This is something that I deal with as well, like every weekend. Um, my wife does not hike. And we actually found you because you had commented on a post I put up um, asking about how people deal with that. So um, what has that been like for you guys? How was that on the PCT? How did you guys deal with that and navigate that? So like one thing that whenever I did the PCT, now I'm talking long, long distance hikes. So like it's different than like a weekend hike. So like long distance hike, uh, like I said, 136 days. Um, I knew that I did not eat well on the AT. And whenever I came home from the AT, I was in very poor health. Um, I was, I looked like I was terrible. So, um, that was because I would go to town and make poor choices. So what I did was for the PCT, I reached out to some people that I knew and I got like some really good, uh, high quality food. And, um, I had a, it looked like I was a prepper in our basement with pro bars and Alpinair, uh, honey stingers and, uh, you name it, we had it. And, um, I had my wife send me my resupply boxes. She sent me 27 boxes on the PCT. So like that was one of the things that like made us talk because she was at home working and I was out living, you know, 
my dream. So, you know, I don't get to just forget about her and not have her be part of it. So um, she would send me all my boxes. Sometimes it was a little bit later than I should have asked for it. But that like helped us to communicate. And then we figured out what worked best for us. So setting like realistic expectations, like she did not expect me to call her every day. And she didn't even expect to get a text from me every day, especially while I was in the Sierras. So like I would text my wife and I sent her God, I don't know how many, just like selfies with uh, sign language, I love you. Just, I mean, almost every day she got one, sometimes probably more than once a day. So like my phone's got a lot of those in there. But like I would send her a picture like, hey, this is me. Love you. Um, would text I'm okay. Her. Yeah, I'm not, right. I, have not yes. I have not perished. Uh, I'm still going to Canada. And um, we tried talking on the phone, which neither one of us are phone talkers. And it did not work. So we just like, we did not do that anymore. But like the expectation wasn't that we were going to talk on the phone because we knew it didn't work for us. So if you set a realistic expectation of like what your time away from each other looks like, like it was fine. And I say that because I was the one out there doing that. But like, you know, she hasn't kicked me out. She did marry me. So like, (laughs) I guess it worked. (laughs) Yeah. I was Um, was curious. Is, was there any time where she got miffed or upset with you during the hike or was this all like well this is what's gonna be so like that'd be a really good question for her but like i'll kind of answer for like a jerk (laughs) so um whenever i was hiking i like kind of had a small little group um and it was myself um a married couple ritz and snocket who were like the most handsome and like they don't even look like hikers. Like they're too good looking. Uh, and then, uh, my friend twerk, uh, a gay man. And then another hiker who is female and her name is blue. So, you know, here I am hiking with another female and it was like for the, her, for blue, it was the perfect setup because she had a married couple, a gay guy and an engaged guy. Nobody's hitting on her. And like, we could just be friends. And I think that like my wife, until she really knew who blue was and like how cool she is it was like i don't know dylan's out there with this girl and she's a hiker it's like hiker girls aren't my thing like it's just i'm with you (laughs) so and it was funny because whenever i came home from the at i had my dream car 72 ford bronco classic car like that's my jam and i sold my my daily driver and then i'm like getting ready to do the pct and i sold my my bronco it was like my second Bronco I sold. So sad. Yeah. And I was like, this is my PCT money. And then I thought, Hey pickle, you're going to go away for five months and your girlfriend is going to be at home wondering how committed you are to her. And I actually took my PC or my Bronco money and I put a ring on it. And that is like, all right, I'm going to spend all my money right before I go to the PCT. I got an engagement ring. We got engaged. And that like really helped because I knew we both knew it was going to happen. Like, of course it is. We're made for each other. Um, and that, I think that that really helped, um, to like keep us, keep her from justifiably killing me. (laughs) Understood. Realistic expectations. (laughs) Definitely. I was taking notes. I'm going to use some of that stuff. Um, (laughs) crank, you have to then ask your wife to marry you again. Again, yes. <laughs> no, I, I like the selfie sign language thing. I'm gonna I'm have to you. learn it and then teach her. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that I'm one. Telling Thank you, it's so good. And it's like, I mean, a lot. I have a lot of those. Just like doesn't you don't even just type anything. Just send her a picture of just I love you. Done. 
And then you said your wife is a day hiker, so at least you guys have that going. Yeah, so like we actually got engaged in Acadia. Uh, we went up there on, on vacation in September of 2017. And uh, just like out doing day hikes, and we, you know, I've had her to the to the Smokies, um, I've had her to the Adirondacks, uh, the Catskills, she in Massachusetts. So like she's she's cool with it, but she likes room service and she likes Airbnbs. Yeah, me too. Me too. No, that's perfect. We all, yeah, we all do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love town. That's like town better than hiking. <laughs> Okay, another perfect segue because you have – this is a really corny-ass segue. I'm doing it anyway. Um, you have a company called Town Shirts. See what I did there? Oh, man. So good. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm ashamed. You should be on a podcast. Anyway. <laughs> so tell us about your company. So uh, the name Town Shirt, I'll tell you where it came from. I'll, I'll actually talk about why first. So like sure. I came home from the PCT and – the AT and I felt very disconnected from like my people. Like I came home a different person and I could not relate to my friends, Anybody. like my, my town mm-hmm. friends and my family. I couldn't relate to them. And I needed a way to help me stay connected to the community. And I knew that like, I'm not the only person that feels this way. Like everybody talks about like post-trail depression. They talk about community and how much they love who they are while they're on trail. And I'm like, there's got to be a way that I can stay connected to the community. So that's why, like the community, that's the whole point. Like, because we need these connections, that's like everything. Like, this is the best thing. Like, I haven't done a podcast with hikers and hung out with hikers in so long. So like, thank you. So that's like part of it. Our pleasure. Yeah. So the community is the reason. And I know that there's other people out there who need to be connected to the, to the trail and to the people and to like see something and recognize it and know that it's a good thing. So, um, while I was on the AT, my friends and I would always joke about whenever you get to a trailhead, you have to put on your town shirt so that somebody will put you in their car. So we love town. So town shirt was like our kind of joke where like you got your trail shirt and your town shirt. So uh, town shirt was just like, man, it was like laid up in 2016. 2016, this was like the seed was planted in my head and it was just the name. So uh, town shirt became this thing that uh, that I do now. And I have no fashion. I don't I don't have to do anything like I can walk and I can talk. That's it. Um I have no graphic design abilities. I can't do copyright. I can't do a website, but I can be like, I can find people who can do this. And there's a lot of people in the community that can. So like, that's even better. So, uh, I came up with the idea, like on the PCT, everybody's wearing Hawaiian shirts and now they're becoming more popular. So I could not find a Hawaiian shirt that like spoke to me. Like I can't relate to a, a, bird of paradise i don't care about that flower but i do care about a desert mariposa and i do care about mountain laurel and i care about all these things because whenever i look at that shirt i'm like oh man the desert it was supposed to be so terrible but it was awesome and i loved it like oh the green tunnel mountain laurel i remember this one place and it's like that that's what i wanted i wanted the connection that you see that shirt and you're like dude let me tell you a story or like, oh, man, you remember whenever I was sitting there with my friends at the campfire at, you know, such and such shelter? Like, that's what I wanted. Um, so I knew I wasn't the only person that had this feeling and I needed to find a way to get other people 
people to be and stay connected to the community and to the trail. And I figured that I could do that through a shirt that has a flower or an animal, because I got some animals coming up, that people would recognize and associate with the version of themselves that they like the most. Like, that's it. Like, that's why. So uh, now I make, like, Hawaiian shirts with these things on. I got, uh, uh, I have a, some hooded sun shirts. And, like, that's it. And and part of the thing is to always give back to the community. So, like, I've already, you know, tried to uh, – I'm working on a licensing agreement with a national scenic long trail currently. Uh, but it's not done yet. So. Okay. That's come. That's going to happen. Mom's I think. the word. Um, yes, but uh, donating money uh, because I can't donate my time out west. Um, but donating money with each purchase is also important to me. Like it's a passion project for me. Like I have a, I have another job that I do, you know, pretty well at. So uh, this is like my way of keeping in touch with my best version of myself. And like I hope that other people get that too. Absolutely. I mean, this is why we also do this podcast is because, you know, the times when we're not on the trail and sometimes it's a few weeks from when we're not on trail, we'd like to keep that connection going as well. Um, are you wearing one of your shirts? I am. I'm, I so like I I wear these shirts all the time. now. <laughs> like I have like work clothes and then I have like town shirts. So right now I'm wearing the desert Mariposa hooded sun shirt. Um, so it's like an orange flower with a little bit of cactus skeleton in there. Um, beautiful flower, super common on the, uh, desert section of the PCT. So, um, the, the sun shirt was just like a thing that happened. I, I had a manufacturer like, Hey, we also do these. And I was like, well, that's not really my thing. I like to button down with the pockets and the Hawaiian shirt. And they're like, we can get you a sample for X dollars. And I was like, okay, let's test this out. And I, I was like, all right, this could be a thing. So like the sun shirts were just a, a one-off that I wasn't even planning on, but the sun shirts are, are, are rocking it. So, huh. um, what material, uh, this one, I think is, they're all synthetic. This one's a, uh, 8812 polyester mm-hmm. spandex. This one actually has post-consumer recycled products in it. Uh, I have like some long-term planning for like some more, more things. Um, they're all synthetic. I tried so many different fabrics and it just, the synthetics were the way to go for me. Yeah. Um, the short sleeve, like this one here, it feels really good. I'm like, I'm not selling my own product, but like I, it's all awesome. no, by all means, sell your own product. so yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but like, that's, I don't know. That's like, that's town shirt. Like it's a community based project. Like mm-hmm. it's just like, look, we got to stick together we got to give back and we got to like stay connected to that best version of ourselves. Like it's hard. It's really hard whenever you're in town to, to like be in society. 100%. I am actually, I'm on your website right now. Uh, I'm loving the designs. Thank you. Uh, You see the, uh, the desert, I'm sorry, the Manzanita print where there's like my wife is standing there in front of the ATC. That's my wife. What a bait. That's my wife. (laughs) She hot dude. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We got a kid. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, no, I was actually curious because some of what I see is on pre-order. Yeah. Um, So, talk to us about that. I had some sun shirts in stock and, uh, I was approached by uh, garage grown gear 
And they're like, hey, you know, we like what you're doing. Can you send us a sample? I was like, yeah, cool. So I sent them a sample. We talked, and they just bought my entire inventory. So oh, wow. uh, right now I'm I'm waiting for uh, – they're already on order. Um, February I'll get these, the one shirt that I'm wearing, the Mariposa. Um, this hooded sunshirt Mariposa will be in in February. That, I confirmed that yesterday. March I'll have the Manzanita. That, that beautiful Manzanita print was like – hand watercolored by an incredible artist in uh up in new york city um we'll talk about that one um the appalachian trail design yes i'm looking will, at that right now yeah so that one will be in in march and uh mount laurel design will also be in in march mount laurel at mariposa manzanita so the manzanita print um on the pct i've mentioned uh joe and terry anderson at casa de luna they had this incredible manzanita forest behind their home and for 20 years they let hikers like stay there and they would feed them like taco salad at night and pancakes in the morning and they they shut down in like 2019 or 2020 and i spoke with them and i was like hey i have these designs i i'd like to use your name for this hawaiian shirt because i i love you you're the best Everybody loves you. So I talked to them about it like a long time ago and then uh, finally got everything worked out. And they they love the shirts. I sent them a couple of shirts. They were like, we we're happy to have you uh, use the Casa de Luna name. And the Casa de Luna, the, the proceeds will benefit the PCTA on that shirt. So like Appalachian Trail, that'll go to the ATC or the Appalachian Long Distance Hikers Association. Um and then this other trail one I'm working on. I Thank have to, you like, for mentioning both because people I'm just know the ATC. And to be perfectly honest, you can go back to our catalog. We I, saw, I, saw. <laughs> I saw. I saw. I saw. So, um, yeah, but like uh, this other licensing agreement, like it's all about just like giving back. So not everybody can be be there and do trail magic, but like. You can buy a shirt. It'll keep you connected. And, you know, we'll get back to the to the trail. No, I, I like that I mountain like moral design. Thank and you. what you were saying about um, seeing the flower, just you mentioning that, I thought of five different instances where we had seen mountain moral on trail. And I can remember the conversations that we had about it just by you mentioning the name of the plant, let alone seeing a really cool design on the shirt. Yeah, like if you're familiar with caledonia like mm-hmm. there's that one parking lot by the tennis courts and you come up the mountain i think it's like a mile and a half and you come to this shelter that's like a log cabin it's two side by side there's two side by side log cabins there and they usually have flowers and stuff in the front it's like what yes. nice okay yes before you get yes. there is like one of my favorite spots and it's just like literally the green tunnel like it's right yep. there and like i've been through there whenever the flowers have been like in full bloom and it's like man this is this is awesome and that's like well for me like that mountain laurel design reminds me of that exact spot on the at and like for you it's those other spots and other everybody else has like oh yeah like remember whenever we were walking through the smokies and there was like white flowers everywhere like that's right yeah yeah and i'm i'm looking i actually i zoomed in on your appalachian trail shirt by the way guys You'll plug it at the end. I know that pickle, but it's townshirt.co if you are desperate to get on there right now. Um, I'm looking at the uh, Appalachian Trail shirt, and I'm loving it so much. You have McAfee Knob. You have 
the beginning at Springer, you have Katahdin. That's awesome that you incorporated yeah. all of that. You have to. And it's like that, like there's no more, like those are the three most iconic spots on the Appalachian Trail. And like they're, they're recognizable. Like I can tell you that I cowboy camped at McAfee Knob. Like it's like everybody has a story that's been to those places and it's usually about the people that they were there with. Um, the little, the little flowers on the AT design, those are bluettes, like mm-hmm. kind of like a similar to a bluette. And then the big red ones, those are, uh, red trilliums, which are very, very common, uh, on the AT. So like we tried to like really, really keep them as true to trail as possible. Fantastic. Thank I'm you. loving all of them. <laughs> These, the designers are amazing. Like the designers that I have, um, are just so talented. I'm so like, whenever I'm working with them to like figure out what the design's going to be, it's just like, how do you do this? Like you people blow my mind. The, I had a, the AT one, I sent a, a scribble to the designer who lives in California. I sent a scribble to her and I was like, Hey, I have this, this, this idea for a Hawaiian shirt. And it looks like this. And it was like a child drew it like finger paint. And it was like, I know what she, she goes. I know exactly what you're looking for, and I was like, okay, because that's all the ability that I have. <laughs> and it turned out, it turned out really good. I'm really happy with the AT design. Absolutely. Uh, when did you launch your website? So uh, the whole thing started back in like 2019. Okay. Or, uh, the website has only been up for eight months, maybe. Um, I kind of put things on hold for a while just because like of the uncertainty and like I was working for myself uh, and it's just like, I can't spend any money that like, I don't know I can replace right away. So um, I kind of put things on hold. Um, and I think that I started selling, I started selling shirts uh, almost 90 days ago. And like in oh, that time, like it's new. real. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're like very new. So in that time I've had, uh, garage grown gear picked me up. I have another company that, that is, uh, on the West coast that wants to do a retail, uh, do a, uh, sales of, uh, of my son shirts. There's another place retail on the East coast that wants to do like kind of a custom, a little bit of a customized Mount Laurel shirt. And then there's a, there's a hiking company that, uh, wants to use them for, um, for their guides. So that's really like, cool. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Like, Thank you. I'm like, you guys crazy? Like, what's up? Like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but like, we're doing it. And I have, I honestly, the people, I just call them like the town shirt talent. Incredible. Like, I'm just the guy that, I'm just the guy that had the idea. I'm an idea guy. Uh, the, the people that are putting the work in are just, they're awesome. This is another example. We often comment and we often talk about how, these long distance trails have spurred their own economies. And, you know, the most obvious example is the towns and the hostels and, and the shuttles. This podcast is an example of that. And your shirt company is an example of that. And when everything was shut down, it didn't just impact people trying to hike. It had wide ranging, um, a wide ranging ripple effect. So um, we are very glad that you are back up and running and are doing so well. Thank you. Yeah, I mean we're we're getting there. It's uh, I'll uh, February and March is going to be a very busy time in my base 
investment. Um, trying to like get everything in inventory at QC it and figure out what I'm going to do with all these shirts. Um, but I'll have a, a lot of inventory coming in. Uh, I'm hoping if you have any pool, uh, I'm really, really trying to get into Appalachian Trail days. So, so are uh, we? We yes, yeah. we actually. If anyone that's listening knows anybody down in Damascus, because no one returns an email. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm hoping to get in that. I'll be there. I already booked a room for my wife and, and uh, Everett and I. So uh, we're going to be there. Uh, we're going to wear town shirts. And if people ask us, I'll, buy, I'll give them to you. Like, buy my shirts. <laughs> uh, so we'll be there. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a booth. I don't know uh, a friend of mine that has a booth. Uh, said something previously but we got to maybe work it out if, if that's still on the table but i'd like to have my own spot um but we'll see i mean it's if it doesn't happen this year it'll happen next year and if not it'll happen something some other way like you seem to be doing fine without it i mean that would be really great to be down there and be part of the community but you seem to be doing okay doing what you're doing yeah i mean the i i really i want to i want to be there to be with the people the people like, yes there's, yep there's you know there's folks there that I haven't seen since 2017. I went to AT Trail Days in 2016, 2017, and then I maybe 2019. I don't know. I don't know. I was there a few times, and like there's people I, I only get to see there, and like those are the people that I need to see, and mm-hmm. like all these new people that are in the community that like <clears throat> they're our they're our family, and like I haven't even met them yet. Yes, you're absolutely yeah. right. Um, like, perhaps crank. We just go to go. Yeah, just go. Yeah. We do a hike and we just go to go. Yep, yeah, I like I mean, that idea. Tent city is uh, five bucks. Sleep in your tent, five bucks. Okay, what do you do done. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's the best. It's the best hiking festival there is. Uh, and I've been to PCT days. That's cool, but it's not trail days. Well, it's, we will. It's the best <laughs> we will look for you at trail days, but we've kept you over an hour. Um, for those that have been listening as we've been getting more and more guests, we always like to end by ripping off Trail Tales, the wonderful podcast, and Kyle O'Grady. May, may, may I interject with one more question? No. Cranky? No, you may not. I'm going to, like, exit you out of Zoom right now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> of course. What do you got? Pickle, how did you get your trail name? Oh, so, damn. Oh, yes, man. excellent question. So... I said that I started hiking very young and I was actually like my trail name came from my dad who, uh, we met, a we met a hiker. His name was still Steve. This is like early nineties. Uh, his name was still Steve and he gave my dad a trail name and then it just kind of like, all right, we're going to call Dylan pickle and, uh, Dill pickle kind of like, and it was funny because like, Aww. it was like a nickname that like stuck. So like whenever I was growing up, people would call me Dill pick or pick. Uh, and it was like, I can't like start the AT and like start all over. Like this is fitting. So, uh, that's where it came from. Like I was born on the AT, I guess. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, that was an excellent question. Thank you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yes, we, um, blatantly rip off kyle o'grady's trail tales and end every episode by having our guests share a trail tale so and if anyone can get us in touch with kyle o'grady because he doesn't answer anything please help us out and he stopped his podcast so we're blatantly (laughs) ripping him off hoping maybe he'll like contact us and with a cease and desist order or something (laughs) (laughs) Um, so do you have a 
tale that you want to share, something that we didn't talk about. It could be something really silly. It could be something serious, anything that kind of sticks out because we all have those well, one time on trail. I think that, that like mimicry is like the greatest form of flattery. Something there's like a quote about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but it's like somewhere in there. Oh man! Oh uh, uh, yeah, the imitation I, is the imitation. Yes, yes. See, look at form that. of flattery. We've, we've we've arrived. Um, man, I got uh, I got stories on stories. Uh, <laughs> well, we have all night, so what? <laughs> yeah, give me a topic here. Um, How about one from the AT, one from the PCT? <laughs> <laughs> so, doesn't seem that that's narrowed it down quite no enough. i don't yeah. think so. <laughs> so we had we had i'm gonna like no names on this mm-hmm. um to protect the guilty a, of course we had a group of uh, just fantastic hikers that we hiked around and, and uh we would you know joke around but we started this thing and it's called bear facts and we would tell bear facts to people and sometimes the bear facts would be true and sometimes the bear facts would be tall tales. And I had some hikers that were day hikers that were very concerned about bears. And we had them convinced that we carried Frank's Red Hot in our food bags because bear spray is made out of hot peppers. And the, and the, the Frank's Red Hot will keep the bears from getting into your food bags. So... oh no so uh we were not very truthful um i'll say that i slept with my food in my tent for two trails and i will continue to do so um so like i might eat my words someday because the bear ate me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the the wisdom on bear hangs is changing like in 2018 when we started this our section hiking that was what you did in every vlogger. Now it's changing. And I think people are realizing that, you know, hanging your food in a tree at night, people don't do it right. If you have decent containers, like you said, you kept your food in your tent for two trails. So, so I think the common wisdom on that is changing. Yeah. I, I feel like that that's like an entire topic. Uh, but I'll say that there's a lot of things that people spread rumors without knowing what's going on. Uh, I'll say on the AT, I saw 23 bears. Like, I saw a lot of bears. I wasn't scared by any of them, and I didn't have any issues. Now, a friend of mine on the CDT last year met a little different type of bear. Uh, and, like, a week later, a bear in that same spot swiped a hiker. But, like, Ooh. CDT and AT, very different. Yes. Um, I just think about giving trail names. I don't know. It's just, like, a fun game to me. Uh, and I, I gave on the AT, I gave a girl the trail name booty call. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this, uh, young lady from Canada came to go out to do a section hike on the AT. And I can't remember what her name was, but it, her trail name was booty call. So, uh, she had boots that were not like broken in and she was having foot issues with like blisters. So she had, um, had hiked one day without socks on because she thought that would help. And then uh, another day we came came down the trail and she was like sitting there putting on these down REI sleep camp booties. And it's like, what are you doing? She's like, my feet are just so blistered. I Like I can't hike. It's not comfortable. 
And we're like, all right, what's well, like two more miles to get to the shelter? So my friend and I get go rolling into the shelter, and uh, there's another hiker there. His name was Jester. I had never met and never saw again. And I was like, hey, Jester, I need you to do me a solid. He's like, what's that? I go, we're going to tell some lies. I need you to just go with us. And he's like, okay. And this is like an older guy just minding his own business. So she comes like walking down in the trail and like comes walking up. She's got these booties on. And I was like, hey. I go, whatever her name was. I said, we got your trail name. She's like, what? What do you mean? Like, how does that happen? I was like, well, we talked about it. You weren't here. We took a vote on it. And now it's your trail name. And she's like, well, don't I get a say? And we're like, no, no, no. That's not how it works. Like, we're through hikers. We know this. <laughs> and she's like, well, what is it? And I go, it's booty call. Get it? <laughs> and she's like, oh, are you? I can't change it. And we're like, no. no. And I was like, hey. <laughs> I go, hey, buddy, what do you think? And he goes, no, can't change it. Booty call. Nice to meet you. Jester. So we get to town and she's introducing herself as booty call. And like, <laughs> before we leave her, she thanks us for all. Because like, we helped her out. Like, she was... We were trying to give her advice and she was introducing herself in town as booty call. And before we left, she was like, Hey, I don't know if I can tell my boyfriend this. Trail name. <laughs> oh, oh, that's I hope hilarious. She still uses it. Oh, oh I really yeah. do. Bless her heart. Bless oh, her heart. Indeed. Well, those are two of the most hilarious trail tales that we have had on the show. So thank you very much. Pickle. I got plenty of them. <laughs> I got plenty of them. Uh, we definitely will ask you back just for yes, the 100%. <laughs> I want to hear about, I had a couple questions about your hunting that we didn't get to. Um, so if you, would you mind at a couple weeks, couple months coming back on me, and talk about that? Send me an email, send me a message. Uh, it's all good. Um, awesome. I'm one of the, I'll say I'm one of the few people uh, that have like that weird crossover between the hunting and hiking communities. And, um, at the same time, I think that we have so much in common between the two communities. Uh, but there's, there's animosity and I, yep. I don't think it yeah. should be there. Like I agree. We both want to be outside. We just have different goals. Uh, and as long as we're respectful of each other, like, man, we're all here, like trying to, to get outside, like get away from the computer and get out of our head and like live our lives. So like take it easy People- on each other. People don't realize it, but some of the best conservationists are hunters. Yeah, I'll t- uh, it's it's definitely a, a a a very weird crossover for me to like be part of both, both communities. But like, I love them both. You know, like I I started a business because of hiking. Like, how stupid right. is that? Like, I'm I'm fully invested in this in this community at this point. <laughs> We will definitely have cool. you on to do a deep Happy dive to. into that. Happy to. And we'll awesome. most likely, God willing, see you at Trail Days. So I, I hope so. Hey, I will. Uh, my wife and I will be the best dressed ones there. Oh, damn Unless, right. Y'all absolutely. Some other folks rocking town shirts. <laughs> well, we'll definitely say hello if we spot Please you do. amongst the throngs of people. Yeah. Anything else, Crank? That's it. You have been an absolutely wonderful guest. Um, and we look forward to talking to you again. Well, thanks so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, Pickle, if you can uh, plug all of your your website and your, your social media accounts, yeah. please go for it. So uh, the website is townshirt.co. Townshirt.co, pretty simple to find. The Instagram is the exact same thing, at townshirt.co. Uh, my personal Instagram is at DS Tonkin, but it doesn't even matter because, like, I'm 
not social media guy. So like townshirt.co, like that's where you want to go. Um, that's where you'll see all the shirts coming out. Um, and hopefully, uh, some, some good partnerships here in the future. Oh, we hope Excellent. so too. Alrighty folks. And as usual, I'm saying, please give us stars first before you find us on the socials. So if you're listening to us, you're most likely listening to us on Apple, if not YouTube, because I've been uploading all that junk onto YouTube as well. Other than that, please find Cranky uploading all the awesome on the Insta. That's rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod. He's been transferring a lot of the TikToks over to the Instas. So you'll see that there. Uh, Patreon. Hey, we have a Patreon. If you love us, if you loved this episode, which we really did. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, please consider... Giving, no pressure. Give us money. Giving your doll, <laughs> your doll hairs to us, and we will give you something in return. Okay, I'm done. Other than that, again, thank you, Dylan, and thank you. we will catch y'all on the next one. Ciao.